And we're back on Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mark Davison. Mark, massive week this week. We've looked back on last week against the Titans. This week, we've got the Baltimore Ravens AFC North matchup. Biggest game in the AFC North this, this season so far, without a doubt. Second divisional game for the Steelers. What's top of mind for you? Top of my mind, um, I did a few few searches on the uh, social media uh, around Google and uh, Reddit and, you know, things of that nature as a Tom quote. I love that saying, by the way, things of that nature. Um, <laughs> I, I find this game, from a Steelers pers- perspective and what I see, it's going to be a very hard game. And this game will be uh, chosen by three or four points or maybe a touchdown. Um, but what I found on the internet, and the internet could be a crazy amount of things can happen all over the shop there. But what I found was a few Ravens fans, even in Australia, I found, found these fellas. And I won't say the word online. It's in my predictions. But they call the Steelers F week. And I really, I really don't like that. How they, they, they just think that the Ravens fans have this attitude about them. Um, they're going to they're gonna beat us. And they're going to they're gonna win easy. And I do not see that happening, even as an NFL fan. It's two great teams, Steelers, Ravens. They both have, you know, very similar players as well. Uh, on the de- great defensive line for both, great cornerbacks, uh, quarterbacks. We could probably get into a little bit, and I think Big Ben's got the edge. But as a as a fan perspective, I don't think the Ravens know what they're dealing with. They're not going. They're not going to win by thirty. And there was a bloke in the live chat, and if he found our uh, you know, our podcast, uh, encouraging the listeners. I don't think they're going to win by 30. No. Well, this is the interesting th- thing, right? So there's been a lot, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the top rushing off offenses going up against the second best rushing defense. You know, there's talk about how good the Ravens are after a bye, winning 75% of their matches. Well, I've got a bit of a stat right back to clap back at that a little bit. After a win, the six the Steelers, and this is since two thousand and three, the Steelers are sixty four point seven percent. So after a win, they you know they they've won after each win they've won sixty four point seven percent of the their games. How did the you rate, find that stat? It's amazing. <laughs> well, I got some pretty good research skills, you, Mark. What, what side is that? Um, and interestingly, for the Ravens, for the Ravens, after a win. They've only won 57.6% of their matchups. So whilst they're really good coming out of a bye, they're not so great coming out of a win. So for me, and I think we've started to see it with Steelers 6-0, that puts the Steelers in a great position this week. Well, with your stat, every, every win we get, it's going to make your stat go higher. That's I've right. No, I've no idea where you found that stat, and that's cool. Uh, I love how, you know, on this show too, guys, uh, and Steelers fans, I love how Matt can surprise me. I didn't even know that existed. 64% is, that's quite high. That means that is very stringing, high. That's we're stringing, uh, stringing wins together, back to back to back to back. That's the, on the list, that's equal, believe it or not, right now, according to teamrankings.com, that is equal to the Kansas City Chiefs. They also average 64.7%. Um, and above them is Indianapolis and New England, which... Which, fair enough. Fair enough. Had the, the days of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady was there for 45 years. So, And this, and we're um, talking this since 2003, right? So we're really looking at the last 17 seasons. This would make yeah. quite a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes, makes more sense now. But still, 64%, that's, that's quite high. And uh, another reason why we need to jump on this train, guys, it's, 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 it's not leaving. you just got to catch up to it. That's it. 
That, that's 100% it. So, Mark, you talked there about the quarterbacks. Big Ben, 13 touchdowns on the season, four interceptions. So we're looking at a three-to-one rough ratio there for touchdown interceptions, which that that's pretty good. You're going to be pretty happy with that. And he, and he threw three of them last week. Like, <laughs> so like, you're not going to, you're not going to sit there and go, Oh my God, his percentage is high. I think, I mean, I think when some of the other BTSC guys were doing some of the over and unders before the season, you know, people are going to be pretty happy with around 65 to 67% at 68.2. He's pretty efficient. He's getting close to that, like 70%. Like, you know, what, what more can you ask for? I think that's pretty impressive. And it's particularly important going into this week's game because we saw last year against the Ravens where, you know, Marlon Humphrey, you, they've got Marcus Peters as well. You know, they step up and that is going to be a tough, there's going to be, a, and you've got um, Clark as well out for them as, as well there in the secondary. They've got a de- they've got a defensive secondary unit and we'll get to the, we'll get to the defensive yeah. line, but the, the secondary unit is really strong for the, for the for the Baltimore Ravens and perhaps arguably the best secondary they've gone up against this season. This may be true, but I've got to back our fellas and our Steelers with our receivers. James Washington, Deontay Johnson, Juju, uh, Eric Ebron, uh, Chase Claypool. These guys aren't from the Canadian Football League. They're not. They're not second tier, third tier players. They're 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 all in their own right. Can do damage and. And I think Big Ben, if he wants to come out and control this game, they very well can. It doesn't matter how good their secondary is. Well, that's it. And I think what's interesting, and and we will talk a little bit about the defensive line in a sec, but um, what is quite interesting for me as well is, is, is this where we start to see the Steelers go with like, you know, five, a bit more with like five wide receiver sets with some bunch sets, getting McDonald and Ebron there, putting these match up, trying to force where they can force the, force the Ravens into dime packages and, you know, and, and quarter, quarter packages whereby the defensive line, they've got to pull some of these stars off the defensive line. I mean, when you look at that line, you've got, you know, Campbell, Calais Campbell, you've got Yannick Ngokwe, you've got Matt Judon, you know, um, Patrick Queen in the, in the middle there is doing some terrific things as well. You know, they've got some, they've got some big boppers up front. Well, yeah, these teams are very, very similar, um, you know, uh, with Cam and um, who was the other fella up, up, uh, up front who come from the Jaguars? Calais Campbell. Uh, Calais Campbell, yeah. Do those They've got two Pierce blokes, as well. They've got Pierce not, as well. Do, do those two blokes not look similar and play a similar role? Two big boppers up front. But it's an interesting point what you say with the, the five wide. You know, let's, let's change it up a little bit. Let's get Big Ben to run a snake and just like really freak him out. What do you reckon? <laughs> I reckon no, because I don't <laughs> want him to cop a hit, mate. I'm only joking. Mark's trying to, <laughs> listeners, as you know, Mark tries to get a good laugh out of me each week. He, he tricked me into one or something like that the other week, actually. <laughs> it was, um, I heard, when I listen back to our show, we do that every week. We always listen back. Um, you know, we're trying to build. Mark often likes to reference we're in our rookie season, but like with, with BTSC. But we're 6-0. and um, But but yeah, it's, uh, I know I do not want to see Ben Roethlisberger with a quarterback sneak. However, I do think this will, and they talked a little about it on the Know Your Enemy show with uh, Michael Beck, Jeffrey Benedict. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. Always great content. 
that might open some things up though for, you know, some short passing games, you know, plays where you've got, you know, James Connor, what does it open up for a Jalen Samuel? What does it open up for a McFarlane? You know, that's it with this pressure. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see how the Steelers manage the, the star players that the Ravens have got littered throughout their whole defense. Didn't didn't Big Ben do that like uh, 2016 or 2017? He won a lot of five wide sets and he kind of just cho- uh, chose where he wanted to go with the football and he used his tight ends a fair bit, short routes, and he went over the top with AB or uh, or Brian or whoever was there. So, yeah, it's, it's very, excuse me, it's very interesting um, to see, but I just like what the Big Ben has so much control and, you know, keeping him upright. And last week, for, for them not even to uh, register as a sack, like Big Ben does, like I only joked when I wanted to do a QB sneak, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to get hit anymore. So, and that's why he's he's such a, a good player. Serious, but in all seriousness, Mark, and, and and you're right there. Like for them not to record a sack last week, the O line did huge against like Simmons and JB and Clowney and what have you. But if he does have to do a sneak, I feel like this is the season where he's got a bit more confidence there. Like we we saw that run against, I think it was the Giants first week back, and yeah. <laughs> he ended that bit of uh, that bit of a run there. Like if he's got to do it, he's ready to do it. And I think this is where we talk about the headspace of Ben as well. You know, we really talk about that. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite interesting actually around that. So yeah, it's. I mean, they are littered with they were littered with littered with superstars, and it's going to be really, really interesting. I guess my question for you, Mark, is yeah. how do you feel the Steelers' run game is going to go? Because James Connor's done really, really well the last few weeks. You know, he's you know averaged those couple of hundred yard games. He's you know come into it like he's had I think three in out of the five six games he's played. You know, last week he got eighty two. He had quite a nice long run of the day. How do you feel the Steelers' run game is going to go? Well, this is the big one because it's, you know, very similar teams again. So if they can stop the run, then we are forced to pass, um, which we want to do to Lamar Jackson. We'll talk about him just a little bit. But um, if Connor can, you know, he's playing really good football as well. I'd like to give Connor, a, like, you know, we give him a shout-out or some players, but he's given them the, uh, the old don't argue a few times. He's really, um, when he's finishing his runs, he's putting the stiff arm out, the palm, um, he's using his body a bit better, finishing runs. Uh, Snell is doing quite well. I want to see Jalen Samuels have a bit more of a dig. Um, and we've got uh, McFarlane too. So it depends on the the Ravens' side of the ball. If they can stop us and force us to be 3-10, three, 3-8, three three then this game is going to be really close. Um, and then, then if you start to force Big Ben into interceptions, then I would jump on the train of... Ravens, you might win by thirty, but it's between the trenches in this game. It's going to be it's going to be Connor um, and Jeff said the other day, or might have been to, uh, a few days ago, uh, Connor. But and it's like that's it. But he's playing really well. Um, but this is it. I feel it's sort of a funny one to be in opposition with this game because we can make and the teams are so evenly matched. I mean, they they covered that. No, no, your enemy. Like it. it you know, they're quite like-for-like, like, and it's quite obvious the Steelers have built a team that can take on Lamar Jackson, which would make sense given how much Tomlin really liked him. They obviously know they're scouting on him, right? So at least why we didn't get him and we've got Terrell Edmonds and we're not going to go down that route, you know, in the draft there. But in 2018, the reality is is that they put a, would have had a pretty bloody good 
you know, scouting report for yeah. him. And, but what I was, what I'm more, my point is that it, it's very dependent on who takes an early lead in this game. I feel because if as soon the, whichever team has to chase the score, I feel like that's going to be double the pressure in this game because the other team will try and they've both got good running, running, you know, offenses. So if, if, you know, if one team gets a little bit ahead, they're going to start running the ball, soaking up that clock, exactly what the, the Steelers did against the Titans last week. Both defenses are strong defenses. They're going to start the, the pressure screws are going to tighten. We talked about that oven going up, you know, the notches against Baker Mayfield. The screws are going to tighten with this. Like it, it is going to be very difficult to execute this week, this week in this weekend's game. I'd like to see if that does happen on the Ravens side, because even uh, again with the Ravens fans, they think Lamar Jackson is uh, a godly player and he's going to be, he could be one of the best. Yeah, sure. But for, from the way I look at him, I, look, I do look at my Steelers uh, glasses on, but he's 0-2 in the playoffs. Um, I, I think he's a huge threat on the run. I don't think he's a very good passer though. When I rewatched the, the game versus the Eagles, his his passes aren't on point like Big Ben. He's not playing um, pre-snap. He's not under, understanding the defenses that well. Even pre-snap on the offensive side, I don't think he's calling his own cadences or doing his own, um, you know, football knowledge. I think he's just playing the play. Um, but what Lamar does well is the run option and the pistols and the fake outs and things like that, which we haven't seen in ages in football. But I guess for me, and I'm not going to mock, I'm, I'm not going to knock, you know, uh, an NFL MVP that was in the MVP last year. He's got, as you said, Mark, he's got, his passing game is a bit of an interesting one. He's got 60, he's completed 63% this season, 1135 yards, average of seven yards, you know, per attempt, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions. That gives him a ratio of five to one. Um, but when I look at the rush, but when I look at game by game this season, right? He hasn't thrown for more than 200 yards since their game against Houston, where he only threw for 204. And I know that they've got the best rushing offense, and I know that they've been ahead. They haven't needed to throw the ball. But he literally threw 97 yards against Kansas City, right? He was always going to lose that game. You're going to have to throw a bit more than that against, you know, Patrick Mahomes. He threw 193 against Washington, 180 against Cincinnati, and 186 against Philadelphia. But equally... From a rushing perspective, yes, he had the 108 against Philadelphia. But before that, he, he marginally rushed against Cincinnati. He didn't really need to. They stepped up in that game. But he's really only been averaging about that 50-yard mark. He had an 83 against Kansas and what have you. wasn't enough to win. It won't be enough. That won't. And fingers crossed he doesn't run 82 yards down the field and scores a touchdown and win the game or something like that. But hypothetically, throwing... 125 yards if you look at some of his averages and then rushing for 80 yards is not going to win you that game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll ask you this question, Matty. Do you think generally that he can run or would he even want to run against the Steelers? The quarterback is a you know, position where you want to keep your guy safe. This Steeler defense, and we saw it last week with Spillane, we see it every week with Vinny Vincenzo. Why would, and I know he's a running quarterback and he got great yards and that's part, that's, you know, that's his identity. But do you think he wants to run against this team? If he gets a few hits into him, what do you think about that? Well, 
I feel like Lamar, look, Lamar's one of those players out there. You're not going to make an MVP of the NFL if you don't have that confidence. And he's, and he's not too cocky either, to be fair. Like he's not too up himself, you know, thinks he's like, I actually think he comes across fairly level headed, but and so he, but he probably backs himself on some of the Steelers defense if he can get past that defensive line, mm-hmm. but equally, can he get past the defensive line? I mean, when Mike Hilton's rushing down on you, we saw Joe Hayden with a tackle for a loss last week. Ulysses Gilbert is, you know, no slow poke. If Minka, if they get, give Minka a bit of free roaming, he can put a nice hit on as well. Like, this is the thing that you say, Mark, is will he want to run against the Steelers? I think this is where they're going to have to stop him early. It'll be like Derrick Henry. It'll be, you've got to hit him hard early on and make it very clear to them that they're not going to have an easy go and find something else. Because this is the thing. We want him to throw passes. If we get him throwing passes, we're going to put him on, put them under pressure. We have, we have a good enough secondary ourselves to put them under a lot of pressure going to be a lot of pressure so yeah if the defense can continue this uh brand of football where it's you can't run on us and the the fellas up front and then you like you said uh Megan comes in um i don't you know you might see lamar run around but i don't see it like he, he did to him uh last time but we've got a different defense such a different defense than last time so i did an interesting thing this week mark you you talked about the ravens and what they're calling this this week you know and you know, the scraping the barrel style terminology they want to throw around a week against, you know, a rival, which is the best, arguably, if not, well, not arguably for Steelers fans and Ravens fans, but, you know, for the rest of the NFL, arguably the best, but we know it is the best, Mm -hmm. you know, rivalry in football since the Ravens, you know, started out as a franchise. I went on their, I went on their website this week, the Ravens official team website, and they talked about six things coming out of the buy that they were concerned about. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you the, the top line topics of these, and I wanted to get your thoughts on these, Mark, because yep. I thought these sure. would get you'd be really interested in these. Number one, are the Ravens ready for their toughest stretch of games? Number two, is their O line able to finally stand up? Number three, it was consistency in their passing. Are they able to actually get some consistency in their passing? Number four, trades. Are there going to be any trades before the deadline? Which had me going, are you starting to question your team there? And I know they brought Des Bryant in on the wide receiver route. Number five, Devin Duvernay. Is it time that we get working into the offense more? Number six, can our defense continue what they've start, the way they've started out the season? Which was obviously a question, which is why they went and got in Glockway. But to me, when I hear those six things, I'm not hearing a team that's going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers by 30 points. Well, I was just going to say, I forgot most of them, but a hard no, Steelers win. <laughs> but I'd like to go with the first one. The first one I, uh, was that they can, a few uh, tough games coming up. Is that correct? Yeah. That they, are they ready for the tough stretch they, that's coming up? Well, that's the big, big, big deciding factor. If they beat the Steelers and they've got, I think, Titans and someone else next and some other cool teams, but um, if they can show the NFL who they really are and they beat the Steelers, you know, I won't be like the the Ratbird fans out there. I don't call it what they call it. Um, This is a great rivalry game. And for us, if I can express, even in Australia, it's quite funny for us because we learn how to, I guess, dislike and uh, yeah, we'll say hate. There's, there's, there's respect, hate for these teams because, you know, we're not from the neighbourhood. 
Um, a lot of Steeler fans are they live, they live in Raven territory or Brown. So for us, it's like as we're fans growing up, we go who are we meant to who are we meant to hate, and, and this is one of them. This is and it's throughout the years. And I went to the Christmas Day game, and that was unbelievable. Uh, I saw the Steelers win AFC North football when uh, AB put the um, over the line touchdown. So yeah, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. And if the Ravens win this one, then you know, we're, we're both six and one and it's game time. But if the that's Steelers it. win this one, let's play. Let's keep going. But that's it. And, you know, let's say we don't win this one, right? Let's let's flip the script. That's not going to ruin the Steelers' season. We're playing away to the Ravens. The pressure is on the Ravens to win. This we're game. meant to lose this game, everyone. We're meant to lose it. And we have a great chance to win. Exactly. So, Mark, this week... Who's your player on the Steelers? And it can offense, defense, come, come at me with one on each. Who's the player? <laughs> I hope you don't take mine. Who's the player that's got to step up? Or who do you want to see step up? We, we haven't discussed this, uh, Steelers Nation, but um, first, first thought that comes to mind, I really like what DJ is doing, Deontay Johnson. Isn't he playing a great brand of football? Yeah, without a doubt. He his football, I mean the two touchdowns last week, not selfish. He's he's reliable. And I think we saw his performance last year when the Steelers really needed it. And well obviously he's having a great season this year. But I feel like those those, you know, um routes in the slot, the shorts, the slants, they're gonna be so important this week. He has to step up. And they're just so fun to watch. That second touchdown, or even the first touchdown was just, you know, with gravy like he Big Ben uh, slung a ball in there and he, he he caught the ball and then DJ on the on the second touchdown he put the the Titans play on notice and put him on the back foot and it was a wide open uh, touchdown zone like he is yeah like he's a player that is is very if he becomes consistent holy dooly we've got a good player. Do you want to know <laughs> a fun fact about Deontay Johnson? Hundred percent. His middle name is Lamarcus. Lamarcus? That's cool. Lamarcus. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd give you one back. You always try and change it for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's Lamarcus. But yeah, you're right. And like, uh, I'm really interested to see what Deontay Johnson does this week. He's ha- he's on par to have an even better year than he did last year. You know, uh, he's been terrific for them. As you said, it's pick your poison. Good luck to their secondary trying to get him. For me this week... Um. And I, I'm so tentative on buying a jersey, but his salary cap is quite high, and I wonder whether they're going to cut him if he doesn't perform. But Stefan Tuit, right? Bit of a favourite for mine, but but like apart from the injury stuff, I sort of felt that he was a bit quiet. And you know, there might be some fans out there, or even some of our fellow BTSC writers and podcasters that are going, "No, he's been having a great year." I thought I'd actually have a look at his stats. He is having a great year this year. Mm-hmm. He's quietly, you know, yeah, we haven't heard a lot because we've seen Alualu step up. You know, Watts played really well. Dupree's played really well. Hilton's come in to his own as well. But when I look at it right now, like he's got four sacks in six games. He's like, he he's only ever, the most sacks he's ever got in a season was six and a half and he got four in 2016. Um, so... And he got five and a half in 2018. He's had 16 tackles. Now, remember, he played six games last year where we all thought he mm-hmm. was on fire and then he got injured. Mm-hmm. So last year, let's, let's do a comparison there. Last year, he had three and a half sacks, 
This year, he's got four. Last year, he had 22 tackles. This year, he had 16 so far. Last year, he had six tackles for a loss. This year, he's only got three. But last year, he had seven quarterback hits, whereas this year, he's got 14. The most he's ever had in a season is 20. So he's well on pace right now for potentially a a career year. Or fingers crossed and knocking on all the wood that he doesn't get injured. But I'm really, I'm really quite happy with that performance. Can I please add one thing? This 100%. year, he has Big Ben. And I know Big Ben doesn't play on defense, but Big Ben changes everything for this defense. If we can exactly. be up by 10, Stefan Tewitt, he is playing really, really good football. Without a doubt. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the pressure he puts on Lamar Jackson because the pressure he puts on the pocket is just terrific. So I'm really keen to see what he does this week because there'll be a lot of focus on Dupree. There'll be a lot of focus on what focus on Cam, who's also having, you know, a bit of a quieter year, but, you know, still always playing really, really well. And Alawalu, I just feel like Stefan to it is going to show this week, which is why my bold prediction for this week as all listeners out there know that listen to us each week, Mark and I give our bold prediction or, or like what we like to call our punt of the week because a punt down under means a gamble or a bet. My punt of the week is I'm taking the over on one and a half sacks for Stefan to it and definitely two tackles for a loss. So you have two, two, two tackles sacks. for a loss and I think that I think they're going to come from one and a half sacks. Now I think, I think Maddie's doing a fly one here. Does that two tackles for a loss count as sacks? Under my system, they do. <laughs> All right. How about, this? how about this instead? One and a half sacks, at least one pass defense. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's Lamar's going to try some little cheeky little basketball, little lob pass or whatever, yep. and two, it's going to send it into the ground. Oh, he's, he's going to climb the ladder and he's going to, yeah, you know, rifle it down. If I was if I was feeling particularly adventurous, I did find out that Stefan Tuitz never scored a defensive touchdown. I can do it all the time with him in Madden, but you just got to think that pressure right outside their end zone, you know. But I'm not feeling that game this week, listeners. I'm down five three on the season to mark so far for bold predictions and, and big punts. So I'm not I'm not going to take that one. But Mark, what's your big punt of the week? This one comes out of left field because I actually I like this player and he hasn't been used much. I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Samuels to score a touchdown. But I've got a theory behind it. So my theory is you've just you've got to start, get this guy the ball, same as Snow last week, give him the ball a touchdown, get his confidence up, and then he's part of the team. Um, this, is, this is what I would do if I was coach, and maybe that's why I'm not coach, but I would put Jalen Samuels in a, in a position to score, give the bloke a TD, and then we've all got TDs around the board. Well, pretty much. Does Jalen Samuels, <laughs> and hopefully you're a bit more animated than I was when you asked me the question <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Does Jalen Samuels score off a pass or a run? Uh, am I allowed to have both? Or... No, no, no. no. Oh, yeah, you can have both, but I'm just oh, interested sweet. to see what, what you got. Because <laughs> I'd be spewing if I chose the other one. Um, I like to, I, you know, I like to see th- that one game he did against the Patriots. I like to see the draw because the Ravens just might not expect it, you know, and put him in the backfield and he does a lot of swing routes and, you know, put him as a draw third and six and he, he runs up the guts and gets his TD. You know, that's a very, it's a far fetch to get, but, uh, I just, just saying it cause I want to see Jalen Samuels have another crack. Like 
here's the fourth running back on on the on the chart, but and you've talked about maybe trade talks and you know any team that gets him as a as a good player. Um, I just like his previous work, what he's done with the Steelers, and I think he deserves you know a few touches. But it's hard because Connor is getting you know, and Connor's playing so well. It's like why why are we gonna you know not not feed Connor? Well, yeah, and I mean for me, like I wonder whether because he's been used a little bit in the screen pass game as well. Whether that works this week when you've got the defensive line of, of the Baltimore Ravens crump coming down on you and trying to crush you there. But um, yeah, I like it, Mark. I agree with you. I, I think he's a, he is a player. He's the sort of player that the Steelers did really well in drafting, could go to another team and do quite well and be like a good backup running back. You know, you, you would see that from a, another yeah. team in the league, particularly another team that throws it a bit more to their running backs than what we've kind of seen Ben do since he's like, that's the thing for me about this season. I, mm. I feel like we've hardly seen Ben throw that much to his running backs. It just doesn't feel like it when you watch the games. Yeah, that's an interesting point because we, yeah, we're not. If he was in the Chiefs' offense, he'd be used quite a bit. Um, it's 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 very interesting because I. But coming back to the same thing again, it's just Connor using the ball and he's getting first downs. And and I um I said last week how many first downs does Snell have? And I think it's about uh, eight or ten or eleven now, something like that. But he's coming in at second and two. Where's the the position for Jalen Samuels? And you even have the idea of McFarlane to uh, to change everything up. So it's like he's an extra player, and he could be that second down running back. Where now he's the fourth down running back, and he plays I think special teams now too. So that's his role at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Mark, we'll save your score prediction for the for the article that goes up on behindsteelcurtain.com as we all do as part of the staff on the, on the score. Who wins this game? Steelers or Ravens? So I've got uh, Steelers. Um, I've got them winning. Oh, I can't give away my prediction, but I've got them winning, winning this game. Um, but yeah, I just want to, yeah, we jump on the train. We're six and oh, going to seven. Oh, if we can, if we can beat these, these rat birds or ravens, it's just going to put us in a great position. Um, and each and every week, like I said, we, if we're zero and zero, we score three points, we're up by seven. It's a sure good feeling that we can win that game. And I've got a good feeling we can win this game. So w- what do you reckon this week? I'm going to do a Jeffrey Benedict. Head says Ravens could be a tough one at, at, at Baltimore. Hart says Steelers. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Steelers take the win, 7-0. As Mark says, here we go. Boom, boom, boom on the way. We're on the staircase, staircase to seven. Steelers fans, thank you for joining us this week. So pumped. You can hear it. Hopefully you're hearing it through the mic from Mark and I. We're pumped for this week's game against the Baltimore Ravens. It's round one of the AFC North title fight. Who's going to be left black and purple? both teams, but we know the Steelers are going to come out with a win. Please, if you've missed any content this week from any of our like fellow BTSC podcasts or live YouTube shows, go back and listen to it. Know your enemy. You know, Go back and listen to the Scobro shows, the Stat Geeks, the live mics, the injury reports. You know, Get, the, get, get into everything that Jeff's got because there's always that passion there from him as well. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com will have all the latest news leading right up into the game. We look forward to joining you next week when the Steelers are hopefully 7-0. Go Steelers. Here we go.